No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? It's episode 116 of No, Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm Carmen Morales with me, as always, the very funny Brian Vokey. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> oh, you know, just another day, <laughs> one leg at a time. <laughs> <laughs> is this a, the rejected NPR Brian Vokey? Is that what's happening right now? Uh, we have a lovely guest joining us today, Mr. Matt Balaker. Thanks for having me. How yeah. Are you guys? How are you, dude? Wonderful. Got One- some delicious coffee, courtesy of the show. So I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And this is it's the least we can do is we buy people a cup of coffee because um, yeah. we're not making money off of this yet. But maybe soon, maybe soon you guys could change that. Yeah. By that, I mean the audience. Um, so you wrote a book. Uh, Prove it. <laughs> My name is here. Oh, shit. Wow, look at that. Let me see your ID. <laughs> is this your book, sir? You check it like it's, like it's a lost credit card. I, I changed just... my name when it came out. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to. Hold on. All right. I read it. We're good to go. That's like, I'm like short circuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I scan read. I'm a scan reader. Um, so you wrote a book and uh, actually about one of my favorite comedians of all time. Uh, I'm sorry. He's probably top. one of those. Carrot Top is my favorite comedian. <laughs> number one. He's really Gallagher. the only one that's like speaking his truth. Why you know? you, now, first question: Why did you put Greg Giraldo's picture on a book about Carrot Top? <laughs> that's my. I thought, I thought it would sell more units. That's that what my marketing guy said. <laughs> you should have just put Carrot Top's eyebrows on the, on the cover of the book. But uh, the book is actually about Greg Giraldo, um, who is an incredible comedian. If you've never l- l- listened to him, you absolutely. Yeah. Out is gross. Midlife yeah. Vices is one of the best specials ever. Mm-hmm. Good day to cross the river is very yeah. funny too. What was brilliant to me about Greg is um, he was one of the comedians that I saw be um, be poignant and silly about like really dark subject matter. <laughs> and it was like he he just did and he did it like so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It was like oh wow like you could be cavalier about awful things <laughs> and and still mm-hmm. be so incredibly charming while you did it. It had, he had kind of like a goofiness in mm-hmm. a good way, you know, like yeah. sort of this like boyish charm that I think it helped him get away with saying more dark stuff. I think what I learned, you you were, you took that from him when I saw him, and I was like, you can be a comedian and still have awful tattoos. <laughs> uh, so that really inspired me. Yeah, the armband yeah, was yeah. a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? That, that, that's just terrible <laughs> tattoos. And I have a bunch myself. That's, so that's what that was your take. I'm <laughs> hoping that's the commonality between great. You actually have a tattoos. shitty tattoo in the same place he does. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's mm-hmm. it. Maybe. I think you got it. His Maybe you're destined to be the new Greg Giraldo. And by yeah. that I mean you die. Dead. Yeah, you die yeah. very But very can I write a soon. book about you? <laughs> Only if you die. Please, please. <laughs> Yeah, I keep a couple of diaries. Uh, they're buried in three different cities. Okay. Um, He's going to leave a treasure hunt as his suicide note. Yeah. Some call them diaries, some call them confession. Yeah, yeah. I call him a manifesto because you're insane. We'll get on the scavenger hunt. It'll be fun. So what inspired you to write a book? I'm sorry, I'm trying to write. I, these are such, like, um, I really want to know, but that question as it came out of my mouth made me feel really corny. But uh, what inspired you to write a what book What made about? you want to write it? Instead yeah. Of inspire that's a that's yeah. a, let's let's just take inspiration now, out of it. Um, Matt, <laughs> where did you take your inspiration? <laughs> a day job. 
<laughs> that was really what inspired my my wife got pregnant. How dare her? You know? I know. And so I had to make some Sorry about that, actual money. Sorry, I, I meant to apologize for impregnating your wife. <laughs> we, have, we have a beautiful child that I raise as my own. So yeah. his name's Greg Geraldo. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful hair too uh so i was in, i was in my desk and i during my break what's your day job i i don't have what i'm a dad comic this was a while ago oh, okay. I, I don't recommend them unless you're a successful podcaster you're a like you <laughs> i am a house dad slash hugely successful well, trophy husband comedian. action yeah, yeah. And trophy husband every good obviously. comedian has a rich wife of what is one of the things i just have an <laughs> upper middle class wife let's not get crazy <laughs> i know you tell you need to tell her to work harder so you can be more successful you comedian. did come to this interview via helicopter I did, but <laughs> I, don't, was a, I don't own the helicopter. It was pink. It, it was, was a partial, partial lease. <laughs> Leasing a helicopter. I, I worked right in now. financial services for a little while, and I needed a break. So during my lunch or whatever, I went on Amazon, and I, I wanted to read about Greg Giraldo, just because I figured I wasn't going to be doing as much road work, thought I'll read a book, and there was nothing on him. And that was sort of my like light bulb, like, it's kind of messed up. You know, he's, he's right. like, if, it would almost be like if Kurt Cobain didn't have a book or something, which he has like movies and stuff, but well, that's course. how I felt about it. I was just like, what the hell? Why isn't there a book about Greg Geraldo? Yeah. One of the greatest comics to so the, die recently. And it, <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. actually is a disservice to like younger comedians that don't really sleuth enough to find people like that. Mm -hmm. But Greg is one of those like gems where it's like, dude, oh, he's, he's a cash crow of, of inspiration that's as far as comedy word. goes. Yeah. I like that. You did well in your SATs. A cash growth? <laughs> I mean, for somebody who's in financial services, that yeah. shouldn't have been a shiny word to you. I said I was. I was how good I was. <laughs> so uh, so you, you were mad. There was no pros about I, I, Greg. I, I was upset. Okay, stop. What? Pros. <laughs> <laughs> you, you compliment her vocabulary. Now she's just like a... Well, now it's a bit. <laughs> I was... Well, I was nonplussed. Non <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Besties, right? I'm glad we got that on video because that was a horrific high five, yeah. Fisting that, that high was like thing. Two awkward white dudes, yeah, yeah. or one awkward and me. Yeah, so. yeah that, no, that was just that is the actual, um, that was like the hiling for autism. <laughs> That's like, this is the Nazi hile, this is the autistic hile. Yeah, it was two puzzle pieces that didn't yeah. fit together. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, human contact. <laughs> Tyler, get my hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's our podcast version of Jamie Poletta. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, get my hand sanitizer. The guest touched me. <laughs> we're going to accidentally, because of this bit, we're going to accidentally make this podcast sound pretentious as fuck. Because <laughs> now we're going to be like, so did you find the juxtaposition of him being an attorney as well as a drug a addict? Interesting to you? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, the crackhead lawyer is now, okay, quick question. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to... I know a lot about Greg Geraldo. Okay. I have not had a chance to look at the book because Carmen reads like, you know, she puts her finger under the words and <laughs> has to mouth them. So it's taken her forever. It's to her fault. Well, you can buy, there are other copies on Amazon. Sure. <laughs> I have 10 coming. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, me and all my children. He likes to read, read it. in triplicate. It's weird. <laughs> so nonetheless, uh, <laughs> here's false tither. Um, did you, uh, uh, was he ever a practicing lawyer? Did he take the bar? Yeah, he, he took the bar. He passed it and he practiced at this big mega firm called scat and arps in new york city for scat scat no scat and arps silly oh. man not like the 
Yeah. Like shit on people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it could have been Omniscat. It could have been, man. They made some extra money. It was a Harvard Law, right? He did. That's what it is. In a courtroom, though. Well, I'm sure he, right before he quit, he was probably scatting. You got to pay those bills. Yeah, yeah. Taking knife hits in the fucking with the judge. He was at Harvard a year before Obama. President Obama, yeah. Yeah. That I knew. And did he, uh, what, what was his uh, law? What, what did he practice? Real estate. <laughs> uh, he apparently wasn't very good at it. Uh, because sure, because he, he was a comedian. Because <laughs> he didn't very care. Detail, yeah, apparently going to law school is nothing like actually being a lawyer. So that's one of the benefits uh, I picked up from researching. Yeah, I dated a girl while she went through law school and it is like, I, I was in the army and, and the basic training seemed less stressful <laughs> than the L1 year. It was what they put that poor girl through and then she had to come home to me. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> worse. And I'm like, poo poo pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh. <laughs> she's like, Brown versus a board education. No. <laughs> focus, focus. Yeah. Um, and you're like, what if Kaka battled Dudu in court? Who would win? <laughs> Trick question Kaka is Dudu. Oh, that's the fight club. That's why it's a hung jury, um, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I made all those jokes. Hung, hung jury jokes. Um, I made a lot of fiduciary jokes. Fiduciary. Yeah, fiduciary. Fiduciary. I don't know. I know it's a law term. Um, it definitely, I don't know what it means. Trust. But it definitely describes my lawyer cousin. I will say that. He's, He's definitely a fiduciary. Hey, you fucking fiduciary. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So Obama and Geraldo went to school together. They were roommates, right? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'll somewhere, but yeah, yeah, they lived together for four years. No, the in the international dorms. In the international- <laughs> Obama being Kenyan, Geraldo being Colombian. <laughs> Neither American, as far as I'm like, concerned. Yeah, it helps our diversity. We'll, we'll put you together. We're gonna take lots of pictures yeah. and put it on a brochure. <laughs> they did coke together. They we know pro- that. Pro- oh yeah, lots, sure. lots of blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of blow. So, uh, when did he start comedy? Was he already a lawyer? Was he? Was he? Or did he quit? He started in law school, right? When he was in law school, he started doing stand-up? Jesus. Is that true? I, no, no. When he, when he finished law school, about a year after. So, I mean, maybe he started writing in his journal, but mm-hmm. he, like, actually doing open mics, that was around 93, mm-hmm. um, when, he, when he was... In Boston? In New York. New York. Uh, okay. he, he grew up in Queens, and then he got a job at a, a small law firm called Skadden Arps mm-hmm. in Flom. It's probably the biggest firm in the world, and... Uh, never heard of it. To the lawyers... <laughs> never, never. That's like a comedian, right? Where they're that's, like, you can be like anything. Jim Gaffigan, level and they're like what do you do I'm a comedian what's your name Jim Gaffigan never uh, heard never, of you I never heard of you <laughs> yeah like, how come I never heard of you because you only watch Toddlers and Tierras you piece <laughs> yeah. of shit yeah, that's the, why the last comedian I saw was Buddy Hackett <laughs> <laughs> which explains a lot about your lack of personality <laughs> but yeah, his fir- he, he actually did some guitar gigs before he started doing stand-up. Of course. So he's just wanted to be like a, he just wanted pussy. He just wanted pussy. Yeah. He's like, that's clearly lawyer, so guitar, guitar you know, comedy. There's too much competition in that. I'm going to tell dick jokes. Yeah, yeah. Brian. He's like, yeah, law, is too, it's too much work to get pussy. Guitar, It's too uh, much not practice for pussy. And then yeah. I'll just, I'll just use my thoughts. Yeah, let me go to a place where they force women to drink at least two drinks a night. <laughs> <laughs> and that can way easier And they rarely stop at just pussy. two. Yeah. Wait, two they force women 
minimum. Drink two drinks a night? I'm there. I love a two roofie minimum. You know what I mean? It makes things so much easier. So what, what made you, but like, so I understand that there wasn't a book about Geraldo, but I mean, like I've had many moments where I'm like, I wish this shit existed that and didn't. didn't do didn't anything do about it. it. So just like, I probably it. should. No, but I think it's because I was working in a job that, you know, wasn't my calling. And so I needed some sort of project that was mine and doing stand up is fun, but you still generally have to rely on other people, their bookers and all that crap. But writing, you can kind of do on your own. Right. Um, and yeah, I no, think nobody can say no to you putting a pen to Nobody paper. can say no. <laughs> no, or if I even broke out my keyboard, I could, and, and yeah, I think that was used important. A keyboard. What, what I used a pen and paper. Too. I used a quill and a scroll. <laughs> I took some plumage. He used a big feather quill. <laughs> I broke out my calligraphy and was like, oh, a man named Geraldo stepped on stage for the first time. Oh dear, my inkwell is dry. Oh well, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> Bring me another squid. I need more ink. <laughs> she was there, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it was just a desire to have a project and had I known how much work it would have taken, I probably wouldn't have followed through with it. But at the time I was like, Oh yeah, I'll, oh, I'll yeah, bust it out. Is bliss. So yeah. Like you had that thought where you're like, eh, I'll just write a book. Eh, yeah, my yeah. voice got I was like, I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just write this just <laughs> with the shrug of a shoulder. Uh, Brian, I was editor in chief of my high school newspaper. So I had Ooh. journalism and research and writing experience. And I, and I worked for several TV shows that never got picked up. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, Excuse I, me. I, I had a background of success. Like yeah. King right, so, over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watergate ever heard of it? I broke it. <laughs> well, I started in 2014 and I finished what about a month or so ago, so mm-hmm. not not the yeah, fastest the right. I've been carrying this book around because my dirty thumb made a uh <laughs> is that why you did that flick through the book and my thumb got dirt just like <laughs> I Brian, gotta, uh, my son is a very messy eater so he always enough. has food on his hands Sorry, i sleep I with my it. thumb up my ass <laughs> <laughs> i suck my thumb with my ass <laughs> to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets you to bed. <laughs> well, yeah. um, uh, so then you just started in 2014, 2014, you just started, you just started chipping away at it. And then what did you start doing? Just reaching out to comedians to see like, Hey, who's got some dirt on this guy? Exactly. Give me some of the info. Well, I, I, I knew a lot of people who knew him. Uh, from running a show and, and doing comedy. And so one of the first people I called was Jesse Joyce, who I knew opened for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also moved to LA. So I was in Orange County at the time. And that was important because then he put me in touch with uh, Geraldo's old manager, Rick Dorfman. And I didn't, I didn't know this guy, Rick Dorfman, but through him, uh, he opened That's the door a to like for a manager. It was a, yeah. it was, it was, it was a good manager. And then like, if, if you give the kid written the name, Rick Dorfman, like you're like, guess that guy's de- profession. You're yeah. an accountant or you're a comedy manager. Yeah, yeah. So you have w- one of two choices. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but I think that was important because Rick Dorfman was friends with, uh, Marianne Geraldo, who was Greg's second wife, but his longest tenured one, they were married almost 10 years. How many wives did he have? Two. And uh, the the first one, he was married at like 23. That lasted about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't want to be interviewed, so we we left that you alone. You got in touch? We tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to. Yeah, 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 we tried. Yeah. Um, Did you also get in touch with the funeral parlor, you monster? 
No, I'm just through kidding. Google, yeah, we found out where sort of like we, we had a during image his of bombing process. Yeah. Did, you, did he crack any jokes? <laughs> was, he, was he the funniest guy you put? Yeah. Were his guts funny when yeah. you pulled him out through his asshole? <laughs> he had very humorous guts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His he, colon post rigor mortis, he was still hilarious. Yeah, his colon was full. Of, it was like twisted like balloon animals. <laughs> like this guy was born to be funny. His intestines are shaped like a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. You could have been a perfect writing assistant. Are you available? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> In my head. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so through that, I, I interviewed about 20 people initially. Then I was like, this is long and I need some money because each time you interview, I, I was typing them out by hand and then I realized, oh, there's a transcription service where if I send the, the file to, they can type it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was all this other stuff. People were asking me like, well, who's your publisher and what's your market? You know, and there was like all these questions I just didn't know how to answer. So um, I did what anyone dude, does nowadays, and I, I, I made a Kickstarter campaign. Yep. Uh, and that was important because I, I raised like three grand, which was way less than I really needed, but I thought it was plenty because sure. yeah. I did like 10 minutes of research. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's what it'll take. It'll cost them. Like, I'm really uh, surprised you stuck through this. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it's starting Just to sound a, like a miracle that that book is in front of us right well, now. This <laughs> might be why it, it happened, Brian, because through Kickstarter, I not only raised, you know, four figures. Uh, it was this. <laughs> I had a one and I had a three and I had a two. <laughs> it, it was my public declaration. I'm saying like, all right, I'm putting this book out there. And so probably without that, I, I mean, maybe I would have finished it, but that was, it was like accountability. It was absolutely. It was, yes. public, it was like, I would have been publicly flogged by at least 12 people sure. on Twitter who would have been upset at me for right. not writing this book. But it, it mattered. Cause I like, then when I, when I lost the job and like I had real bills to pay, I was like, no, to my wife, I was like, sweetie, I got to finish this book because my backers are counting on it. Right. And my one day, nine backers. my nine backers will be so upset. Why do I picture by the end of this, this book, you were walking upstairs swinging a bat at her? <laughs> what is this going to happen? I thought it was him trashing the fucking. <laughs> I thought it was the other way, where she's like, fuck you, I'm not paying for this anymore. He's Reverse dragging a, yeah. he's, he's yeah. dragging a suitcase well, out. Well, you're going to have a real job. That's a funny movie where the wife is losing her mind <laughs> while the husband's working on his masterpiece. That's golden. Yeah. Uh, but, but, come here, Matt. <laughs> I'm just gonna bash him right the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> that through the God Kickstarter yes, is seriously. where I got. I want to. I want to give Wayne Jones a shout because what's up with Wayne? He's the co-author, and he's also an academic librarian in Canada. And there was so much organizational skills that he had that I didn't. Uh, and he had written books before, so that kind of helped add some. Legitimacy. What kind of books has he written? Like, is it? In the comedy world? No, he's a big comedy nerd, uh, but this is his first foray. And one Pollock jokes. <laughs> yeah, he did by, by Wayne Jones. <laughs> he's writing a book on an author called Sam Johnson and one on personal minimalism, but basically he donated a lot of money and that was your mm-hmm. prize. You know, if, if you donate money enough, you get to be a co author. So. Sure. And where, where does he work out of? Is he at a university? Carleton University. In, uh, Carleton. What you're saying is you're easily bought. I I'm get very it. easily bought, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, like any good comedian, yeah, of course. <laughs> Our threshold is very low as far as being compromised. (laughs) How does does a co-author relationship work? Does one person take more of a lead or how do you divvy up the work? That's a good question. Initially, I was just doing all the interviews and then we wrote an outline over how we thought the chapters would be. Right. But inevitably that changed. So Mm -hmm. he kind of took a first crack at a few of the chapters and then I would write some 
uh, initially, and then we just go back and forth. Then near the end, he started doing more interviews, and then I would write more. And then at the very end, uh, we would take turns kind of proofreading it. Sure. It's funny because it sounds like a real collaboration. It, it was a real collaboration. And thank God for Dropbox because I only, I, I didn't meet him a couple times. We did some interviews in person in LA. This sounds but, like the author version of the postal service where it's like different artists are in different locations and then they just of, start sending, like I'll send you the baseline and then oh, you the put band, drums the over. Yeah. Oh, the postal oh, service. I was thinking <laughs> like USPS. Yeah. yeah. Like, Where's she going with this? Uh, I'm very curious. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was a legitimate collaboration. And then uh, there's all these footnotes, which I hope if you buy the book, just tell me you read them because they took probably six months because it's a nonfiction book. You, it, it's like documenting your sources. If you don't have them, you could get sued or bad things could happen. So uh, sure. he, because he, you know, he was cataloging he stuff. And, yeah, because he knew that we did it. Didn't get sued. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he prevented you from getting sued. Which he is did. So it's impossible to sue me no matter what I do. Superproof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the book is broken dead, down. It's, it's not just like a, it's <laughs> Like, <laughs> just like a chronological sense it's broken down in like to like different uh like there's like the tough crowd chapter mm-hmm. there's like a chapter on um his final days there's a chapter on him being a lawyer it's like it's broken down in like different sections as opposed sure. to just like and then the next day you know <laughs> the, tough crowd the, uh, chapter. the tough crowd chapter one of the greatest things and i encourage every listener who has not seen this to go on youtube and watch him destroy dennis leary do it like watch this so like, good. pause this podcast <laughs> Go on YouTube, <laughs> listen to him go after Dennis Leary because, first of all, it's it's Greg. What I like about Greg Giraldo is that he's coming. He, like you know, in comedy, there's like kind of two t- types of performers: there's performers and writers. Mm-hmm. And he figured out how to perform. He clearly was a writer, but he was able to perform. But writers are a little more nerdy, a little Absolutely. less sociable. And Dennis Leary's all charisma. He's mm-hmm. a joke stealing, like cock waving, like cigarette smoking, <laughs> yeah. fucking just a circus performer. That's his shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just this all personality douchebag. And so Greg Giraldo, as a writer, he did not let himself be bullied by Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary came at him, and he tried to make fun of Greg Giraldo. One of the great lines is he's like, this guy writes all his jokes before the show. And Greg goes, yeah, we're joke writers. That's what we do. And the crowd just instantly flipped on Dennis Leary. Yeah, and, he goes, and he annihilated him. Oh, yeah, then he said, maybe if you would have tried a little joke writing, your show would still be on the air. And it was like, boom. Yeah, and boom there's, there's, even, there's another bigger bomb about Russia in there. Just go watch it. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you're unfamiliar with Greg Geraldo, I think that's a great entry point. Oh, and yeah. then the second one I would say is the roast of uh, the uh, Jeff Foxworthy or Larry the Cable Guy. I oh, forget. it breaks. Yeah. How are you so popular? Yeah. How do you have a career? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, it's <laughs> One interesting tidbit on the Dennis Leary incident, and you guys got to read. Actually, you just got to buy the book. You don't have yeah, to read it. Um, but we go into more more <laughs> detail. But he, as like the celebrity guest, mm-hmm. um, had the option to get rid of the segment. Right, real quick, Tough Crowd was a show that Colin Quinn hosted on Comedy Central with like kind of New York based comedians all rotating through there and every now and then they would throw like an, an outlier. Right, like Jerry Seinfeld would be on it. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, or George Carlin and all that stuff and they would talk about topics and it was like, it, you're definitely, for certain brand of comedy, it's the best thing that's ever been on the air. It wouldn't survive this minute now, but it was gold at yeah, its yeah. time. Yeah. So Greg Draldo was like the head writer, right? He wasn't, that, I mean, they wrote their own stuff Oh, okay. and, and he was a writer but they did have segments too and 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 they he was probably the most frequent panelist 
Sure. Um, but on, on, because Larry was the, was the celebrity guest, Colin Quinn said, you know, we can take that out. And uh, Dennis Leary, you know, to his credit, said, no, it was good TV. Leave it in. Right. Again, because so he's a no integrity joke story. <laughs> Charisma. Piece and he press his good press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all he, does, ma- he does this good gesture and Brian is still bashing on him. <laughs> he's not going to steal your jokes now. <laughs> That's because I don't have any. <laughs> Touche. And speaking of Colin Quinn, he wrote the forward in the book. He did. Yeah. So that's pretty rad. So did you uh, did you interview Colin Quinn? Yeah, he was one of the the first probably ten people I interviewed, mm-hmm. and Colin was awesome. I mean, I was a big big fan of his. But then it's the like, best. yeah, the best. I wanted to ask him questions, and I was like, oh, back to your friend. <laughs> Oh, second book on Colin yeah, Quinn. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> he just had a heart attack, so. Well, he had the heart he attack. Might be on his it's way close. out. Before he wrote the foreword. <laughs> so there's there were some tense moments between uh, Wayne and, and myself when, when Colin had his heart attack. We thought we might lose our foreword, and that was oh, that was depressing. That is the worst part that of that heart, heart, heart attack, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's the main takeaway. Uh, <laughs> You're like in the hospital, but nurse, we need it. <laughs> you start giving him, like, you're, you're like, shocking him with on the his chest. Don't die me Colin I need you to write a page and a half you prick so like he's asleep relax that was his purpose to persevere he survived because of this forward yeah um, but no, Colin was awesome and he he said a surprising thing that uh, Geraldo would often say the that, N-word. that that and <laughs> he shouldn't be a comic and, really? and, and it wasn't in some like self-effacing. Oh no, I'm not that good. You know, like Brian would do, I'd imagine. Right. Um, <laughs> He's learned so much about yeah. you. It's such a short amount of time. Well, it's called like the imposter syndrome. So it had these episodes where yeah. he's just like, I am not good. I don't deserve this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be. Oh doing yeah, this. yeah. That's why I go to sleep to every night. <laughs> I'm not even that's, kidding. That's the real. Yeah. I, I read that, that part of the book and then I was like, fuck. You know how, did you ever do this when you were a kid uh, where you can paint on your walls with laundry detergent and you can't see it unless you turn a black light on and does anybody do this no, no i didn't know you could yeah, do yeah. that so Continue, i did it as please. a kid but like for me now when i go to sleep it's like i turn the lights out and then just glowing in black light is you stink you're not funny you don't belong here i don't know anyway i thought so you maybe guys you suffer from that. the imposter syndrome as well yeah, yeah i, suffer I think it's some. pretty yeah. pretty I common definitely suffer i suffer <laughs> but i think many people who have that don't also have six figure holding deals and they're not national headliners. They're oh, not, I, I they're not destroying the roast. I mean, like he actually had some credit or, or they're not Harvard law. I graduates. would say every successful comedian sans Dennis Leary does feel that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any, any comedian with integrity <laughs> probably has imposter syndrome. <laughs> Coming for Dennis. Today. Yeah. Know. You know what it is? I hate he's how he spells it. This <laughs> he spells it D N I S. And that bothers me. I agree. Throw in a second N like a human being. We have to pay extra for copy editors because he only had the one N. <laughs> it's confusing. Um, so <laughs> I just censored a joke. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> what was the other Vinny, end, Brad? Yeah, what was, I was the other say, end? How many ends did you interview for this book? <laughs> well, there was a n- but we're on video now, and I don't like people seeing those jokes come out of my face. <laughs> Leggero, that's in there. Oh yeah, yeah, those, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's Natasha what you meant. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course, that's what I meant. <laughs> What else would I? Oh my God. I know. Oh, you, can I end this right now? You are terrible. <laughs> you so cheeky what, fellow. Over what here. was your first uh, experience with Greg Gerald as, as watching him perform? Um, I'm curious. I, like, Take it over the pod. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, I wanted to 
know from the <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it was. I had seen him. She was dancing in a club called the Gold Room <laughs> in Miami, Florida. <laughs> 2004. Uh, and I just saw a man with a ton of powder on his face, and I was like, who is this yeah. jelly donut of a this man? Baker? Yeah. <laughs> I was 14 at the time. It was, uh, I shouldn't have been there to begin with. And, uh, um, but no, it was like, I used to, um, instead of going out and, and being a social person, I just used to binge watch Friday night stand up. Like, I, oh, yeah. from, from like eight to, you know, eight to midnight every Friday, like, it was a, like a religion to me. I used to Friday watch it. Friday so stand up was what show? Was that it? What they would called? do. They would. Yeah, it was called Friday Night Stand Up. It was on Comedy Central, and it was when they would just play half hours, half hour after half hour. Oh yeah, hour, yeah, half yeah, yeah. Half oh, hour. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I got gotcha. you. And um, so they would just, or they would play like three half hours, and then play a full special and shit right. like that. So you always Friday night, you always got stand up. It was like a surefire way. And um, I saw Greg on there, and like, and I used to love him during the when he was doing the Insomniac tour. He was my favorite. Oh, that was good. Uh, he was my favorite part. He was my favorite, and I love it. And I love it. Sean Rouse too, which would be <laughs> yeah. a good. Yeah, too. Yeah, rest Sean in peace Rob as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously, that would be another really great, that little crop great addition. <laughs> he was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> he was very. We, funny. we tried to interview like him. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's like a boiled crawfish. Um, but again, it was like he was just one of those dudes where, and like he was so funny, like he was hot to me. Do you know what I mean? Like he was just like it's, oh, it, was, yeah. it was like watching the the majesty of like a drummer, like somebody who you would <laughs> find unremarkable, and then you see them do their magic, and you're like, wow, this guy is like extraordinary. Um, and that was like one of the things, you know, it was just, he's just smart and funny and just handsome. He's just like really cute. And I don't know, he was like ethnically really ambiguous. I yeah. couldn't figure out, like, oh, where's he from? What's he about? Like, I just wanted. Um, My parents would like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Persian Mexican? <laughs> yeah. Who's this beige guy? Yeah. Were, were you doing stand up when you started watching him? Or? I, w- I was like, I've been a fan of it since I was a kid uh, I didn't start doing stand up until I was like my or like 12 20, 22 21 20, or 22 so two years ago <laughs> thank you uh, no. oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know Greg Geraldo no, but you're working your way up yeah. there um, so yeah I was like I think I was in high school when I first uh, started fucking with Greg and um, in a yeah, and I and then I just kind of like, should called this book "Fucking with Greg." Yeah, you know our next edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. 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 two. Yeah, yeah. And it's all like um, uh, fictional narrative. You know what yeah. I mean? You just what if he didn't die? Stuff. This is what would yeah. have happened. Ooh. But that was the other thing I loved about him Good is idea. how fast mm-hmm. he was, as far as like like coming. He, yeah, coming he used to come so quick. Um, you know, just a light breeze is yeah. all it took. Um, By the way, our sponsor Hims has a premature ejaculation <laughs> spray. Actually, don't believe, they haven't given us any money, so don't buy him. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah. giving you a little yeah. taste yeah. of the sample, him, so you can give us some money. Yeah. Business savvy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Brian's always thinking about the brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a podcasting genius. <laughs> I am. I live off of dick pills and CBD juice, <laughs> fucking hair loss spray. That's all I eat. That's all I live off of. I'm what just else do you need? Full head of hair, hard and high. <laughs> That's like a real podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan's gonna hire you tomorrow <laughs> for sure. No, I'm gonna hire him. Ooh. Oh, big, big, yeah, get wow. it, get it, yeah. With your Mister Clean looking ass, Dude, you, yeah. another guy with bad tattoos that in who's very successful. So all three of us. You're, you're very much a glass houses, or no? That's this is a nice tattoo. Is it? Did you? Do no, that? it's not a nice tattoo at all. <laughs> it's not glass houses. It's me. I'm putting myself with. Oh, them. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different kind of insanity. We're all in the house together. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good point. Good point. Yeah. It's a three is company it's in that class. Yeah, like, okay. Okay. Hey, there's wards to delusion. Yeah. Right? There's different wards to delusion. Um, okay, so you're uh, 22. You're a uh, young comic. You're listening to Greg Giraldo. You're going well, that on the was road. One of the things I how many fast. jokes have you stolen was, from him? It was <laughs> not enough, to be honest with you. I'd be much more successful. Yo, Linda, you got AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best lines. Is it, so is it Linda? Monica. But Monica. If yeah. it's Linda, then it's your joke. You right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. just rewrote it. I don't Lydia, you I've never even heard the name Monica. Yeah, yeah that's a great, know. great Geraldo. But it was one of those things, like on Tough Crowd and shit like that, he was always so quick-witted, yep. and I just love that. Yeah, and, it's uh, called cocaine. Yeah, yeah. When that's, I, I actually had, a, it was like him, Robin Williams, li, uh, Live at the Roxy, mm-hmm. just people that were like that. And then I, it, it took me like later on to realize it was synthetic energy. Like I was just like, man, I, I wanted, I want that energy. Like I want to be that fast. It was so distilled. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like not, you know, like not hardly drinking water, just trying right. to talk as fast as these guys. And they're like, yeah, they're, you're, they're using cocaine. I like, yeah, and I'm the just, genius is in there though. Yeah, it's it's, it's synthetically yeah. stimulated genius. Yeah. Bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could do cocaine and it would still, I would just say poo poo faster. (laughs) (laughs) It still wouldn't be good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's like, that's like a huge uh, source of, uh, because just because I love being quick witted, it's like, you know, it's rad. It is rad. Mm hmm. I hope one day to feel that way too. <laughs> Start doing cocaine, man. It'll oh, help. Good. Now that you've taken over the pod, ask me a question. <laughs> You're interviewing us Anything. now. Go, go for it. What is your favorite tattoo? Um, of Greg Geraldo. Yeah. <laughs> of Greg's liked, or yours. I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of Greg's swastika tattoo, but it was done so nicely. Oh, the, the, the line work, <laughs> the was, line like, work oh. was really, really nice. It's almost like it moved with his body. Right. Yeah. The tattoo artist, it, they made him look like a flag, to be honest with you. It was within the star of yeah. it was cool. confusing. Like 18 inches across your back. Right. You got to trust the artist. Yeah. <laughs> So what? What uh, you, you mentioned, Larry the Cable Guy roast. What what roast bits of his are, stick out the most to you? Um, let me. Oh God, let me think here. Because I I, uh, I for a while was in that roast battle world a lot. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I definitely referenced his roasts like to learn how to write roast jokes. That was definitely where I like Good started. Place, yeah, yeah. The, it's weird how the roast master. Wasn't even on my radar. The guy has made a career of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Geraldo just died. Otherwise, yeah. he'd be the roast master. Um, I, I'm trying to remember which roast. I, sw- I there was a Lisa Lampanelli roast that uh, for. Oh my God! I, I can't answer this question because I'm having a hard time. Rec- access. I need the cocaine to access the information. <laughs> well, I have some. Yeah. <laughs> Which I got to go back to the green room real quick for this podcast. Well, the day bumps. The Larry the Cable Guy one when he screams, "Why do you have a career?" is so fucking funny to me. And I, those are my my favorite roast jokes are the ones that aren't even jokes. Just impromptu. Like- Just like pure frustration <laughs> flying at somebody's face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to admit the best roast I've ever seen was the Patrice one. But okay. Here we go. I can transition into a conversation about the roast. Now, there's a story, and I'm assuming it's in this book. That I've, I'm assuming <laughs> you're going to after your ten copies arrive. Listen, yeah. if I know a story about Geraldo, it's probably in here, right? Because there's no way I know more about him <laughs> than you do. And this story is about Artie Lang and him on a plane going to the Shatner roast. Yeah, the William Shatner roast. Uh, which, by the way, supreme performances from him, Artie, and Patrice. 
And oh, yeah. by the way, Patrice, that's the best roast I've ever seen is uh, Patrice roasting the William Shatner roast. But anyway, both dead. Next book, Patrice. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a, a documentary about Patrice, apparently. So, did you want to tell a story about uh, uh, Geraldo and Artie on the plane? It wasn't in he, the book, but I want you to tell it. Oh, it's not in the book. It's not in the book. It's so Artie, easily Artie, found. Well, Artie did it well, so I figure why. I'd, okay, so Artie's on, a, uh, Geraldo's calls Artie before. They're on their way to New York for the roast. <laughs> and uh, fuck, or LA, excuse me. Yeah, they're yeah. going to LA. And Greg is hanging by a thread. Who who do you call when you're at a fucking the lowest of lows <laughs> for drugs? And who's going to have an empathetic ear? You call Artie Ray, yeah. the man who's been dying for 40 years. It's a one name list, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure Artie's heart beats once a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a boom, boom, and then dead. That's the nurse squeezing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, and Artie basically takes care of him on the flight watches over him helps him yeah. get to the roast is a friend of friends right there one of the best friends a <laughs> caretaker then, and then Geraldo gets up on the roast and just looks at Artie and goes what does he say you fat drug addict <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. or something <laughs> like right Artie like, you drug alcoholic you yeah, drug addict alcoholic yeah, yeah, you yeah. drug addicted alcoholic yeah. or something just trashing him with a little do <laughs> we know behind the, the scenes like a, yeah. Like a, meanwhile yeah. he just carried him yeah, to sit in that seat yeah. him all the way to the fucking roast <laughs> he weaned him off his teeth <laughs> yeah so <laughs> held him up to the podium and then he destroyed yeah. so something like that right well, there was a, a, a similar story with uh, with jesse that uh it was a week before one of the roasts mm-hmm. and uh greg kind of fell off the rails a bit and his manager was nervous that he might not make it because mm-hmm. he i mean he'd always kind of that like 10 percent yeah that yeah 10 percent <laughs> you know he'd always kind of procrastinate but then when push came to shove he'd deliver and he was very reliable but this time it was, seemed a little more rough and so jesse went to his apartment and he could tell he'd been drinking and stuff and so this was kind of pre-smartphone and he went and he changed his calendar to make it look like the roast was the next day. And he's like, we got to get to California. Like they're, they're, they're shooting tomorrow. I was like, oh, you know, all, all frantic. Right. And as manager already bought two plane tickets. So they didn't even pack. They just like, got, you know, some empty suitcases to buy clothes when they got there. Then the next morning at breakfast, Jesse's like, so got a little something to tell you. The roast <laughs> isn't tomorrow. We're here for five days to like, you know, punch up the bits. And I guess at first Greg was pissed off. Um, yeah. But then he's like, <laughs> but then he's like, that was a really smart move. And apparently was like sober the whole time and, and wrote some, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The, wow. That was the, the shot, the Shatner joke. That sounds like something I would do to you. <laughs> that, was, that was the David Hasselhoff. Was, yeah. The thing is, yeah, I do, right. I, I had a, I mean, wait, not, the stories are not relatable except for the fact that they're about roasts, but I had a roast a couple of weeks ago and I was writing jokes frantically and Carmen's like, when's the roast? And I was like in like four hours uh-huh. and I just started writing. <laughs> but I, I get that last minute stuff, but I do not have a meth problem. Um, but there's something that Greg Giraldo, Mitch Hedberg, Chris Farley, they all bring to mind is that it seems like a lot of the people around, I don't know about Greg, but a lot of the people around Mitch and Chris, from what I've heard, were just kind of like, get him to the show, get him to the show, and mm-hmm. kind of just rode him till he fucking died. <laughs> and like, yeah. just fucking, just rinsed Your every- prize ponies. Yeah, <laughs> just rinsed every drop out of that rag. And, and did, did Geraldo have friends around him trying to help him or did oh, it yeah. seem like he had a sinister crew that was kind of just pushing him on stage? That's a good, I think the sinister crew was mostly between his ears. Sure. Like it's, it's funny because a lot of people, and I don't think it was like BS. They're like, 
I really didn't know he was that into drugs because 95% of the time he was sober and like mm-hmm. came off. He's well-spoken. It's a great way to overdose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so people are like, and, and you know, he, he, he appeared with it, you know, yeah. it was like, like Hedberg, that was kind of part of his shtick or maybe he was just so, he was cavalier he was about so it. Like, yeah, know, it but like sure. with, with him, people were like, yeah, he, he had it, but then he, he went to rehab and it's all gone. Yeah. Because that's how it works. You, yeah. you do like six days in rehab center and like yeah, you're, you're, you're cured. Yeah, it works and, for him. And, and so he would be like sober for 10 months and then just have like a crazy weekend where he'd be by himself, you know, with a dealer. And, sure. and those people, they didn't really want to be interviewed. So a lot of people, they're like, yeah, I would uh, like, like Jesse was sober or is sober and, uh, he had an, a roommate who was a so is a sober coach, and so they're pretty like active about like keep booze away. But you can't do that a hundred percent of the time. No, and it just takes one bad weekend at the stress. Yeah, factor as a nightclub it. entertainer. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're and in, also you're in people want to get fucked up with yeah. their heroes. Uh, sure, and then they it, want to so bad. Every place you go, you're the when you're him, like you're the local celebrity that night. Mm-hmm. So people want to party with you. Like you, you would not have to buy a drink or like oh yeah. I have some coke come back. And, and oh yeah, to, in a way it's like kind of a credit to him that he said no so often but when you have those problems yeah when you have that makeup you know, you, you can't just do one line or have like a couple, you can, he wasn't sipping Pinot Noir. Right. You know, was like, yeah. Once you went into it, you went way deep. Yeah. I mean, and he also went into like, he, he is a double, double for cocaine addiction. Like, Law school and comedy. <laughs> if you don't do coke, that's right. surprising. Yeah, yeah like something's I talk wrong. About that with yeah. with suicide in my life, going from the military to oh music to comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's a, a trifecta. Yeah, that's suicide. a trifecta of suicide. He did like the double double of cocaine. <laughs> you go from law school to comedy. That's like I yeah. I I guarantee you, in his graduating class, there's probably another forty overdoses. Oh yeah, and you know, <laughs> I mean, you guys get this, but I had some people, especially in the law world, they think, well, if he would have just stayed as an attorney, he wouldn't have succumbed to his oh, vices. Oh, yeah, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Take one look into the statistics <laughs> yeah. of the lifestyle yeah. of a lawyer. It might have happened faster. Especially yeah. real estate law. Yeah. Those guys are fucking coked out of their minds. Because they're billing hours. You can't do enough. So it's like, no, no, read this document. You know, yeah. Right, right, right. So, uh, what, what's the tour here? Are you doing like a press tour? Are you doing like a, this is it. This is the, pre- no, this yeah. is the entire press tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, are you, uh, just try, are you doing the podcast tours? I'm doing the pod. To- yeah. Next week I'm doing the Adam Ray and Brad Williams and, uh, Adam Corolla's podcast. Nice. And then I'm going to do your Ooh, mom. Your you're mom- going to get way better interviews going. <laughs> Brad Williams, professional radio guy, Adam Corolla, uh, Mr. <laughs> Model <laughs> Train. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. And then, uh, your mom's house with, uh, Tom Segura and Christina P and, awesome. uh, Bird Christ but for the listeners and anyone if you, or if you want to come to New York we're mm-hmm. doing a uh, event at the Comedy Cellar on June 11th so hopefully I'll, this I'll is a, that is a great press story going on in fact if you had that, that DIY podcasting tour is going to get you in front of two million more people than if you had like a press an actual, an actual, an actual publicist yeah. who was like getting in front of people like that, that the podcast you just rattled off is that's going to move a lot of fucking books well, I hope for you. so because the book is, it is a good read. Like, it's not like, you know, a lot, a lot of times when people write about other people, it's just like their narrative is like being plastered <laughs> over somebody else's life. Yeah. Like I wanted this to book do is, that, but Wayne prevented it. So. Thank, thank you, Wayne. <laughs> thank you, Wayne, for saving this book. Because it, it is, it's really great. It's like, it's literally like just the shit that happened mm-hmm. without somebody else's opinion inserted into it. Like, it's really great. Now, when you thank go you. on that podcast tour, uh, I would prefer you change the title of the book to No Sir, I Don't Like It. Presents Greg Drew. <laughs> 
still a comedian story. <laughs> the afterword by Carmen and Brian. <laughs> Can we get the afterword? That'll be seventy thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> the book will be. <laughs> I actually, I do have print. an afterword that I would like to staple to <laughs> all the copies of your book that you purchase. Do whatever the hell you want. It's great stuff in there. I stole it all from Greg. Oh, good. That's a good yeah. person to steal from. <laughs> There's steal even from the a best. doodling of a shitty tattoo that he puts in the corner. Now, uh, Matt, why should people buy this book? Because uh, I need to save face for my wife. <laughs> I've spent five years working on this. <laughs> you guys will watch what, what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. Wives are murderous bitches. <laughs> I need to justify These bitches my, are gonna kill me. my existence. But in all seriousness, Carmen. Yeah, let's give yeah. me a real answer. Come on, sell He's me. I'm one on of the, the One of the best to ever do this. And so do we, what? Comedy. Oh, yeah. The, this, this thing we call stand-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so if it, you know if, if you watch it now there's a lot of good comedians out there but he's not that old you know i mean in, in terms of like comedic history again it would be like not knowing who kurt cobain is if you're a music fan yeah so even if you're not necessarily know who greg giraldo is mm-hmm. he's influenced a lot of like and i'm sure anthony jesselnick has been influenced yeah question. or even like jeff ross like i mean the uh-huh. people who worked with them say he was the best i mean conan o'brien they're not just saying like oh yeah he was all right they're like no he's like on the mount rushmore of comics sure so i mean if it took some douchebag like me to r- write the book any comedian comedy fan should read it that's i agree 100 percent. i mean the like i said the marriage of writer and performer is so rarely found but uh, like, well said yeah you never you very that's the goal that's like I, I to like, be as good of a writer as a only writer is, and then being able to yeah, perform that you, writing like a performer. Exactly. If yeah, you it's a beautiful marriage. Tell Dane Cook and just turn <laughs> yeah. that into a. Yeah. That's kind of what you. That's yeah, a good, that's what you get. Yeah. So I, I want Carmen. Uh, why should people buy this book? I I liked it uh, because again it because again it was it was just about Greg it wasn't about like it didn't have like a again somebody else's because a lot of times when people do um, when they do biographies or they write about other people it's it's just like all right are you are you writing this as a fan or are you writing this as like you, you know what I mean and and uh, and there's like a lot of really great shit I liked I get again I like the way that you broke it down into different like different parts of his life like it wasn't uh, it didn't necessarily have like a, a timeline through it like you could thumb through you could just read different chapters and you would take whatever you wanted from it um and it wasn't necessarily like it didn't have like a as much of a a narrative as 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 like this is like a this is like a resource book about this comedian specifically you liked it because you didn't have to follow the rules of the (laughs) chapter you can break the rules yeah i like breaking the rules of the chapter much like craig did so chapter one chapter three (laughs) chapter two chapter four that's how i read choose your own adventure (laughs) fuck you don't tell me how to fucking read a book (laughs) i read it from the back forwards i do it my way i start with the death (laughs) (laughs) yeah she likes this book because you weren't able to string a narrative through (laughs) (laughs) i like the choppiness there was no through line (laughs) but it wasn't (laughs) there's no art. <laughs> it's, it's like an like Uber that. shift. No. It just <laughs> takes you on. You never know where you're going to go next. Not thought out. <laughs> there, there is an arc in it. They're like, if you read it all the way through, but you don't have 
want to. Do you know what I mean? Like you have the option. Yeah, you can read it front to back, but we're going just to read jump the forward. Yeah, just read the forward. By or Colin the afterward Quinn. that we will be stapling <laughs> to all the copies after it's handwritten. It has a little ketchup on it. All of them. All all the copies have ketchup on them. That's Brian's and it's wax not a copy seal. of the original ketchup. It's all fresh ketchup on every single afterward. That's my guarantee. That's what you use as your wax seal. He puts his seal in ketchup. Yeah, this is the Colin Quinn Brian Vokey sandwich. Um, I'm going to read the book. I have 10 copies coming. Me and my nine children are going to get together. We're going to sit around the fireplace. We're going to um, meet their daddy. This is a good way yeah, to do get it. Get the flute clean so we can get the, uh, the fireplace fired up. And we're going to sit around. We're going to read this book. I'm going to read it out loud. Ken, is it age appropriate? No. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You call me a bad father on oh, my yeah, own no, fucking no. podcast? <laughs> just flat out call me a bad father. How dare you? I mean, you? he's just calling it like he sees it. Ketchup You're words. Man. You're a comic. Yeah. You should know words are just words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like father. Yeah. Father is just, just a word. A word. 100%. <laughs> just a piece of paper. I'm a daddy. I'm not a father. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> did you have a? Did you have any difficult like a, a, a regular premise of this, this podcast is talking about shit you don't like? Was there anything in this process that you found difficult or that sucked? Or I mean, obviously, hearing about somebody that you admire dying is never like a fun experience. But <laughs> where were you when he died? I was in West Hollywood. And d- d- were you already a not, big fan? I was a very big fan. And 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 all seriousness, he's the. Uh, the first celebrity when he died, I cried, oh. and I was such an asshole. Like I would always like talk shit about sure. people. I was like, "Oh, you don't know them," and I didn't know him. But I was like, "But someone I like." Yeah, yeah. And and that was kind of like it was one of those like the next day I was like, "God, that was kind of embarrassing." But I also had to like, how many other guys on the block of West Hollywood are crying? <laughs> not for that reason. Yeah, not, well. <laughs> not for different reasons. There's some guy walks up. I know, girl. I know. <laughs> you'll find a new man you'll find a new man (laughs) it's just a phase you'll pray the gay away I promise Uh, some of the things that were were tough were you know like obviously I never thought he was perfect and and that was kind of the fun of it is like a very flawed person that still did did some awesome things but then when you when you speak to people who didn't know him like as a comic which more and more just friends and they're like oh I'm crying because I want to see his joke about like Donald Trump or something like that they're crying because this is their friend of 20 years who yeah he's not a person like he's not just have the Easter dinner together you know right. or like they're like yeah I was you know he was he was doing so well and then like he didn't show up to, uh, to, to take his kids out to lunch or something like right. that and I was like oh I'm such an ego t-. you know it's like yeah. I'm looking at it like this lost artist but there are these people who like loved him and knew him who would have been distraught if he never picked up a microphone. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, and it's yeah. like coming in and then, and then they're talking to me and it's like, then I got really nervous. Like, you know, you, you can't write to please everyone. In fact, if that's, that's like the worst thing to ever do, right, right, especially right. in comedy. But that was still in my mind because like these are non public figures who are like good people who are disclosing intimate details. And this is a person I want to celebrate, but I don't have this huge library of work I've done that I can point to and be like, see, I'm not some sleazy dude 
douchebag. Right, right. And, and all I could do was tell them, you know, and then so there's this element of trust of like, God, I hope you don't dick me over. And I said, you know, like, I wouldn't undertake something like this if I didn't like him and if I wanted him to look bad. I mean, yeah. that's a, that, but, you know, the, the, right. the, 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 everyone has their own filter. And so, so that was a big challenge. And so one way around that is like those people that were very close, I let them read it before or I let them read like portions that, that they were in. And it wasn't so much like you're the editor. Like you just wanted you, to you let them air their grievances. Yeah, before. Or, or, or exactly. To give or, you insight. Then, it, then you, you could change it accordingly if you felt the need to. Exactly. And I think once they read it, you know, and, and I'm not saying like they quote unquote endorse everything in there, sure. but at least I've followed through on my word, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I think after you read it um, and, and a lot of his friends, I mean, they said gnarly stuff about him because he said gnarly stuff about himself. Sure. It wasn't like, Oh my God, he did. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think it's, it's, it's a celebration of yeah, him. He didn't die saving a dog. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know? And I understand like we're all flawed. Like alcoholism is, I mean, it's not some like cautionary tale, but it's like, we can have our, I liked that too. I liked our, that it wasn't issues. like, so yeah. at the end of it, there's just an AA pamphlet <laughs> right, or right, something yeah. where it's just like, right. Oh Jesus. But you can still have your flaws and be a good person and leave a pretty awesome mark on the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is very counter to the current narrative and, and uh, the public discussion right now. <laughs> if you're not perfect right, right. in every corner of did your you fucking life. Once, Brian? Did, yeah. you, did you say something in jest? Your art is <laughs> gone. <laughs> you were working out a joke and someone yeah. took it the wrong way? How dare you, Carmen? Yeah, he did on his wife. He's yeah. not funny anymore. Um, it's funny because it's your intentions clearly were be, were good because he's not famous enough to sell a slanderous book. <laughs> no, no. He's only famous enough to sell like a biography to his fans right. and people who appreciate comedy. I mean, it'll blow up and everyone will buy it, but you know. right, right. But yeah. it will blow up because it's good writing. But like, <laughs> if you came out with like a slanderous story of Greg Giraldo, <laughs> right. like Perez Hilton, <laughs> Hilton's not going to be like, ooh, let's get him on the show. Yeah, you know, like that's I, and I don't that's know. You're not going to get any TMZ. <laughs> Press his law school room. It was really funny. He asked me that. He's like, "How do I know you're not just going to slander him?" And I said, "I don't have the pull to slander anyone." Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? And he's like, "You got a point. <laughs> you are a nobody. I can attest to that. I googled you. Nothing came up." <laughs> and what's he up to now? His roommate. He's like managing a hedge fund in like New York or something. <laughs> He's fine. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> a hedge, what is a hedge fund? It's an invest. <laughs> it's an investment. It's uh, investment vehicle where they can short and kind of take non-traditional strategies. So you don't know? I do. I used to work for one. So <laughs> uh, I just picture those things that the tanks were going over in <laughs> France in World War II. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <sighs> <laughs> we should have ended five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, come on, the silence is good. <laughs> you gotta own the silence. It's like a tough crowd. Colin gotta, Quinn kept the uncomfortable yeah. silences in there. It gives it some silence. texture. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I don't hear the silence anymore. No. You don't, don't hear it? No. I don't hear yeah, the is that right? Is that yeah. why you need music on all the time? Because you love silence so much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, this isn't a true podcast. I know. Wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I got very oddly personal, but I kind of yeah. like. <laughs> um, let's do the gripe of the week. Okay. It's the gripe of the week. It's, it's the, the gripe, gripe of, of the week. week. Gripe of the week from Elizabeth Wegner. 
is the fact that my whole life I've never met anyone who won Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> like, who are these people and where are these winners? Um, I see the commercials for them all the time, but still? I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah, they still do ads for it. I, but, I, I, but I think it's a conspiracy that there's no actual winners. I think they just <laughs> give big checks to old people. Well, yeah, okay, first actually of all, won they it. all give them to 95-year-olds who instantly die. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you haven't met one. But also... I, I think they're hoping to give the them plan. to... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're hoping you can get a heart attack <laughs> yeah. and die and then they can just take the big check. You find a vulnerable ticker. And they ticker. wipe the name off yeah. and write a new Is fucking that an name on heart? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a Colin Quinn heart. Yeah, Colin Quinn's winning publisher clearinghouse next week. And they but, pay it over 35 years. So if you're 90, the odds are in your right. favor. You're not going to make the last payment. What they don't show you is right after they hand her the check, they have a guy in a ski mask. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right after them, they have a heart attack and die. That's why you've never met one. <laughs> so the conspiracy's kind of right. There I are just winners. They just Ed kill them. man handed those I checks out. I haven't yeah. seen anything ever since. No, it's still it's all on daytime TV. You see you see yeah. ads for it still, and it's just like, why? There's no fucking there. yeah, So I know no next time way. I go to a free clinic, I'll see a <laughs> clearinghouse advertisement. It's the only time I see daytime television. It's a fucking free clinic. Uh, Jackie Barron's gripe of the week is people who ignore excuse me's and then act shocked when you hip check them to go through because you've already asked them. To I want to know how much time she's giving between <laughs> the excuse me and the hip check. Dude, Nanosecond. I mean, I've, there's been plenty of times where I've had to like be like, excuse me, excuse me, and then the third one I was like, well, f- just fuck it, and then and like I just have to b- like bully through them, mm. and then they look at me like I'm an asshole. It's like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? What they didn't want you to excuse get by. Excuse me, exactly. sire. You have plenty. Of, like fucking move. People run over your foot. 14 times I, said, I went to see the meat puppets shit. recently Absolutely. and there was a lot of people who were trying to excuse by me but I'm like no there's no fucking room well, it's, different. That, yeah. it's a concert you know yeah. what I mean girls it's not just always somebody... drag their boyfriends like there's always girls like it's fine there's room it's fine let's just go through and the boyfriend's always going I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I'm literally, I know. she's like Shut, fuck him let's just go through fuck I know. him and, uh, I, and I hip check those bitches I don't fucking let them no fuck you yeah. go sit in the back you showed up late bitch that's why I'm up here an asshole. Yeah. If you have to go get a drink, you lost your spot. Yeah, yeah that's how it was. How concerts work. That's why I'm wearing a diaper. Fuck you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here until the end of the show. You, you think ahead. Good yeah. preparation. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't really wear a diaper. I just piss. I always sit okay. on my girlfriend's shoulders at concerts. <laughs> that's right. Sweet of her. Yeah, so nobody can it's get so by It's so funny in the story of a girlfriend. I'll take a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I flash my tits. That's the too. funniest part of the story. He has a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Mainly funny though. <laughs> um, Lydia Columbia's gripe of the week is right now there is a swarm of love bugs in Florida, mm. and it's awful. What does that mean? You know, you know the the, the genetically engineered love bu- like bugs that are in Florida. I know what bugs are? I don't know what love bugs are. Love bugs are of Florida that were genetically engineered at the University of Florida, and they're little black bugs. They have an orange head, and what happened is they made them to like eat mosquito larvae to, to control. Are they? they're, t- they're they're like this big, mm. and um and they they when they make they attach to each other and so then there's just two of them stuck together and mm-hmm. if you pull them apart they both die uh, I found that out as a little kid um, but also <laughs> that's like me and my wife <laughs> I know she's dead is what he's saying <laughs> and you're still kicking as a love bug attached to you. you were saved yeah. and so they 
they genetically engineered these little bugs to like control the the mosquito larva population. But then what happens is now there's too many fucking love bugs, and uh, so How now they have swarms. How many times do we need to hear the story before we learn that that's what happens? I know, dude. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, every but I'll single, make a hell of a movie in two years. <laughs> they're literally called invasive species. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're covered in black mustard all over our hills in L.A. These yellow yellow flowers called black mustard. <laughs> that makes out. a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like consuming all the hills. Huh. And mm-hmm. Swarms of black mustard. <laughs> I understand that. It's like... It, well, yeah, they're annoying, dude. It's like, because they're, ju- they're just huge swarms of them and they're just dumb flying, like... F- like fucking Just get some everywhere. hairspray and a lighter and go have fun. <laughs> exactly. You know? Just go have Make fun. an afternoon of it. Get ready for the third war. <laughs> Matt Bellick's gripe of the week is public hot tubs. I know you're a big fan of I'm those. I'm a big fan, although I do, I, I do not like it when you're sitting in a hot tub and then a kid gets in mm. and you're just bathing If you're with by yourself, yeah. You're just yeah. bathing with somebody's kid. That's gross and uncomfortable. But um, I... I, I Listen, I know Matt, he's a touring comedian, he spends most of his time in hotels, but like, what, did he say anything further? No, he just said public hot tubs. I don't know if it's because like, he wants, it's the germ thing. I wonder if it's like a, like a germ thing. It has to be, because it is, I don't like my feet on the tile. I don't like the, I don't like feeling barefoot in, in the pool area of hotels. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if there isn't, if there weren't hot tubs at hotels, I would have been dead years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's the only thing he looks forward to. I get it. I get so excited. It's his morning cup of coffee. Straight that hot tub. I don't talk to anybody. I, I, uh, yeah. Also, you know what bothers me is people who bring their phone into the hot tub. Oh, where you just want to, you want to bully swipe it off yeah, out of their no, hands. Like, and I'm glad they're distracted. I don't want, I don't want to have an interaction <laughs> with them. It's not that conversation. It's just like, I, uh, it's I, also weird to just strike up a conversation while you're in your underwear. You know what I mean? Like so, a bathing suit is pretty much the closest thing you can be to nude but, and publicly acceptable. And you just want to <laughs> strike up a conversation with a stranger like that. Yeah, People do that all yeah. the time. I know, but it gives you a chance to lie. And oh yeah. Yeah. Make up a whole story right there. But my thing is, will I get electrocuted if this phone drops in the pool? You know, no, like it would just toaster. short. No, because it's not plugged into electricity. It's just a battery, so right, it would just short out. Your phone in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad I we can work this out for yeah. you. Bring your tablet. Yeah, I'd be fine. I so wish if everybody you had plug to, a toaster. I just wish everybody had to put like a ball gag in their mouth <laughs> before they got in the hot tub, so we can't talk. <laughs> then it's real weird when the kid gets in. <laughs> yeah, you're just in a ball gag in a, in a speedo, and a in. kid jumps in, and like the kid needs his ball gag too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just an adult, a kid with a ball gag in a hot tub. Yeah, what's not like great little, about that, man? <laughs> just a little kid ball gag, like there's a tiny ball. My first yeah, ball it's gag. It's, yeah, it's a golf ball. Baby's first Baby's ball first gag. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, Troy Gordon's gripe of the week is when I'm watching a show with someone who is supposedly watching the same thing and they start asking me questions about the show's plot. I've just started <laughs> and I'm making up answers and characters and narratives for these because I don't have any answers. Classic road comic bit about their <laughs> girlfriend or wife who keeps asking them what's going on in a mm-hmm. movie as they're watching it. I've yeah. been watching as long as you, okay? Yeah. I've been watching How as long times? as you. Look it out. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that premise. Uh, wait, what is he saying? <laughs> why is why is it why is she whispering? Yeah. Turn it up. I want to hear it louder. 
Michael Sampson's gripe of the week is when homeless people have nicer shoes than me. <laughs> I work 72 hours a week as a paramedic and I pick up homeless dudes all day and they have fucking nicer shoes than me. What the fuck? Hey, you have a home, dipshit. <laughs> Who gives a shit what kind of fucking shoes he has on? You have you shelter. You take the one nice thing this person's entire... They're in an ambulance, first of all. They're dying and you're worried about their shoes and you still have a way to find envy in a home homeless person that is your fucking fault also you, dude if you're working 72 hours a week go buy new bread. shoes you for raise, but yeah stop looking down for jealousy look, yeah. look at his cufflinks they're platinum yeah. like 800 bucks how about the guy who owns the ambulance you work yeah. for and how much money he's hauling in while you're fucking saving all the lives like, that's a brand new syringe in his arm yeah oh my god that's beautiful <laughs> I gotta use you syringe. I gotta go to Goodwill to get my needles. Oh, this homeless fuck. It's got fucking platinum needles sticking out of him. Sterile. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit that he has nice shoes? I'm so sick. It's it's every time somebody moves to LA to do comedy, it's their first time seeing like you know a hundred thousand homeless people at once. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's insane. It's yeah. devastating. I understand. They have their it. own neighborhoods. But the <laughs> angle, the angle is always I have a problem with these people. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating to me. It's like literally they're like dying on the streets, and you're like, I have to step over this corpse to get to my fucking cafe. It, it doesn't help dates though. Yeah. You and then, and you're like, you know what else is not a joke? You're like, I saw an insane person do something crazy. Yeah, that's oh, annoying. Really? I'm also tired of hearing about them complaining about homeless people taking a shit somewhere, and it's like, yeah. Where, are you gonna let him shit in your house, you fucking asshole? Also, open uh, the door, Martin Sheen. If ninety percent of the funny in your joke is what the homeless person said to you put the homeless person on stage they're funnier than you yeah well they, they make more panhandling than they do at the comedy oh, store 100 <laughs> i'm mad that these homeless people yeah. make more than i do at the comedy store yeah. <laughs> well yeah. it's also like because I, I i lived in a place and there was uh there was a homeless vet that lived the, uh, underneath the overpass he calls and he, himself a vet yeah, yeah. No, he, he, was. Killer. he deserves it <laughs> easy guys <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and he had had his little he would have his little he had his little bicycle like it was like a like a little like a bicycle tri tricycle adult tricycle like the dude from friday kind of yeah mm -hmm. and he would and he would go around and he'd collect cans and stuff like that and and then he would have he had like one of those um you know like a almost like a not a porta potty but it's like one of those things that, that like old pan? people have yeah kind of oh, yeah, but it's like where, where you get the it's it looks like um a walker you it about looks a walker? like a walker but there's a shitter in the middle yeah. like it, it's like a little bucket and he would that so he bad. would shit like everything i need <laughs> so he would shit like he would shit in the middle of the street but he would shit in his little bucket and then he would in the, in the street no i mean on the sidewalk the most sanitary way of yeah, yeah. And he, he was like so it, the guy was never he would yeah, that's what I'm saying he would just fucking where else was he gonna shit yeah. and he would go and he would dump it down into the sewer and stuff like that and he was like I mean when I moved out I gave him my mattress I was like here like <laughs> I don't know what's shitness he just stuck this mattress yeah. full of shit yeah. a lot of area <laughs> <laughs> I just figured if he had to sleep there, I'd at least help him upgrade his bed. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I never thought about shitting in a mattress. This is brilliant. Life changer. <laughs> well, you're very you sweet. <laughs> 
man. But it was like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know why people feel the need to. Like, I did it's like find it's a dresser one time on the sidewalk in Lincoln Heights. Uh-huh. And I opened the dresser. And there was just a shit on the, on the shelf. <laughs> like, perfect. Like, I don't know how. It was an like, yeah, like he, It was like a shit on a spatula. <laughs> and then, like, slid it off like, like a fucking pizza block. It was just a perfect shit right on a dresser. And I was like, I fucking love this country. I, I actually found a turn in a Nietzsche book once. I found a Nietzsche book. Ooh, and then classic. I opened it. And there was a there was a human turd in the middle of the book. That's actually, that's uh, part of the book. That's like the first <laughs> chapter. Life is shit. It's the first chapter. That's the second edition of the Greg Geraldo comedian story. Right? <laughs> Life is shit. <laughs> Can play with human feces. <laughs> yeah, I love shit. <laughs> what a great sound I'm covered in it right now I'm covered in it I have it all over my chest I, I write fuck you dad and shit on my chest and I jerk off with razors in my hands that'll show him I'm fucking crazy I'm twisted dude do you send the video to your dad and yeah, tell him you miss him I put my hair in braids and I throw on corn and I fucking just yeah I just shove razors up my ass dude I'm fucking insane you're listening you're listening to real ass podcasts you're listening yeah this is a bonfire with Big J Okerson. I'm fucking twisted, dude. I fucking, I don't even wear full gloves, dude. That's how fucking crazy I am, dude. It's I'm, actually just so I could still use my screen yeah, on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, tell everybody where to find you, where to get the book. Tell them all the deets. Uh, Amazon.com. Jeff Bezos needs some more money. Help keep him. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Go on uh, also GregGeraldoBook.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at GregGeraldoBook. We'll do sign if you have any story will you sign Greg Geraldo's name I will it's not uh, a forgery if he passed away nine years ago uh, you've learned a lot yeah. in this process <laughs> thank you Wayne but yeah follow us on uh, Twitter at Greg Geraldo book we'll let you know how to get it. if you want a signed copy we can arrange that Carmen, sure. Carmen will sign it for you and send it to <laughs> Brian too <laughs> Brian's will be in crayon you'll be able to tell the difference <laughs> just my handprint <laughs> trace it looks like, like, like it's like <laughs> finger painted on there <laughs> you trace it like one of those like Thanksgiving turkey. turkeys the kids yeah. do yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's great so you wrote this book this guy's awesome you're awesome I, I'm very happy this exists now when people look up Greg Geraldo they'll have something like tangible that they can digest exactly. which is nice and it's good to keep these yeah because uh, a lot of com i mean he's only been dead nine years a lot of comics coming up now they do not do any research no. about uh the comics that come before them and uh so i think it's great to put this out there thank you for doing this thank you thanks for having me who do you guys think uh, got the grave of the week by the way what, who, there was who, homeless who guy who didn't get it um who was your favorite the publisher's clearinghouse is kind of funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Publisher's clearinghouse. That's true. Yeah, Elizabeth Wagner, you get gripe of is the week. Wagner or Wagner? Wagner. W e g n e r. Wagner. Never heard of that. Yeah, before. Elizabeth Wagner, you get gripe of the week for the fact that in my whole life I've never met anyone who won Publisher's Clearinghouse. Like, who are these people? Where are these winners? I see the dumb commercials. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Where do they cash those big checks? Are they walking into a bank saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they, yeah. they walk in with yeah. them. Are they getting exercise money for these checks? <laughs> they just walk out with a stack of bills. <laughs> 
You just have a billboard size. I can't use like a single locks. vending machine across this country. My dollars are too big. <laughs> well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on and, uh, and talking me. about the book. This is uh, it's really rad. Um, everything I haven't finished reading it. Everything I've read of it has been really great. Um, I think you guys will, will like it a lot. Guys, make sure you uh, follow us on all the assorted social media at No Sir Pod, at Brian J. Foki, at Greg Geraldo Book for the book. If you want to follow uh, where they're going to be going, make sure you guys listen to them on your mom's house um, on uh, About Last Night. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer's podcast. It's quite the tour, man. It's quite the tour. And I'm Thank glad you. we were a stop on that tour as well. Make sure you guys uh, write us a nice little review for us on the iTunes or excuse me, at, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, fucking thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, we love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life.